The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The teachings of the Ascended Masters are universal and available to all. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And thank you. We are here once again. And we welcome you once again to The Open Door, the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Jerry Kennedy. And as has become our new norm, we have Sid Bennett joining us as well. Hi, Sid. Hi, everybody. Hi, Sid. Do you want your picture on the homepage? <laughs> hey, we could do we, that. We, we don't want to scare people away. <laughs> Well, you know, Tom, our focus today is going to be on angels. Oh, goody. In particular, we're going to get up and close and personal with our best, truest, and closest friend, our own guardian, Sarah. You know, in past shows, we've spoken about our guardian angel. We've also talked about Archangel Michael and some of the other archangels. Not to mention our friends, the fallen angels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we've covered the angel gamut, you might say. So <laughs> yes. why are we returning to this topic again once today? Well, you know, quite simply, because there's never enough we could say about our guides, guardians, and friends. You see, because we don't normally see them, it's easy to forget that they're there. And in our forgetting, we fail to take advantage of one of the most powerful, consistent, and present spiritual resources we could possibly have. Boy, is that true. <laughs> yeah. You know, the angels are here to serve us. Hard to imagine, perhaps, but quite true. These incredible, magnificent beings of light are all around us, awaiting our call to spring into action on our behalf and that of the planet. Well, and, and therein lies the key. We must call to the angels to gain their help and support. And, you know, the angels will never violate our free will and will never interfere in our affairs without our permission. Well, you might imagine countless angels sitting on the sidelines praying that you will call upon them in time of trouble and travail. Yeah, and we know that angels do intercede sometimes in emergencies. Mm -hmm. um, But, you know, the way to ensure that they will always be there is to make the call daily. It's the requirement. The sun comes up every day. We have to pray every day. We have to call to the angels every day if we want them with us. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you're right. And these, these calls do count. Uh, and, you know, the angels and archangels will be there for you in emergencies. Though, as you said, it is a wonderful idea to periodically renew our calls to the angels, like every day. <laughs> and, and in our practice, for example, we have a brief mantra to Archangel Michael and his legions that we use before traveling. And it goes like this. Lord Michael before, Lord Michael behind, Lord Michael to the right, Lord Michael to the left, Lord Michael above, Lord Michael below, Lord Michael, Lord Michael, wherever I go. I am his love protecting here, I am his love protecting here, I am his love protecting here. 
And what we do is we repeat that. We repeat that three times while imagining Archangel Michael and his legions surrounding and protecting us from all harm and nefarious intent. You know, and when we learn this brief decree, we also learn a few additional phrases to go with it that add an even greater cocoon of protection. We call it a matrix. And you can email us for the rest of the formula if you like. But this short decree that Terry just recited offers a wonderful shield to protect ourselves and our loved ones, whether we're hiking, biking, driving, sailing, flying, <laughs> whatever our mode of travel, the angelic legions are there with us. Now, this is not to say that angelic protection allows us to be reckless. Oh. Far from it. No, that's a good point, Terry. Doing anything that is unnecessarily death-defying can actually cancel our angelic protection. If you want to ride your motorcycle without a helmet, you're not going to get any angelic protection. (laughs) Sure, you know, there are times when we need protection from ourselves, but not when we make a habit of acting dangerously and foolishly. And at the outset of today's program, which we've titled Angels 911, we mentioned that the angels are our guides, guardians, and friends, and they are truly all of that. And you might be wondering just how to commune with your invisible guide and friend. And that's really quite simple. Just talk to them. Perhaps not in the supermarket aisles, but, you know, (laughs) wherever you choose, you go, and you can have a conversation with these blessed angels. Yeah, you might get a few uh, concerned (laughs) stares, to say the least. Well, you know, in a way, talking with the angels is a form of prayer. You can do it aloud if you're in a place that's safe and free from critical observers, But communing with the angels is something you can do within your heart. The angels hear the thoughts we express in our hearts, and they do respond. The more we do this, the more sensitive we become to the still, quiet voice within. And the more we will come to trust and abide what we kind of hear in our hearts, so to speak. And the reason this is so is because God created the angels to be our guides, guardians, and friends. These ministering servants of God are really here to serve us, to offer spiritual support, loving guidance, and to minister to our needs. But as we speak about the angels as our guardians and helpers in the fields of light and life, we should make one very important distinction here. The true guardian presence of our life is Christ the Lord, personified in our holy Christ self. That still, quiet voice within that we most want to be attuned to is our holy Christ self. Just know that the voices of your, of your Christ self and your guardian angel and any angels, for that matter, who serve God, will never be in conflict. Yeah, that's correct. You know, it is through the authority we possess as sons and daughters of God that we can command legions of angels to deal with problems. Yes, command. Mm -hmm. We actually do have that authority. And what's more, angels intensify the feelings of God within our beings. And they don't just wait for us to inspire them to act. The archangels, for instance, literally plan and design what is happening in the entire cosmos. They arc God's light to mankind, and they convey to us the divine blueprint. And how do they convey the divine blueprint and other vital information to us? (laughs) They use whatever means possible to get through the density of the human experience. And you know what? Sometimes (laughs) even in person. (laughs) And that's right. We've been told that we might occasionally entertain angels unawares. And now that's something to think about. You may have an encounter with an angel and not even know it. Yeah, it makes you think twice about, you know, how you treat your fellow man, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah. That stranger you just bumped into might be an angel, so act accordingly. And this follows the same advice we've offered before about seeing and responding to the Christ self in others rather than to their outer human shell. So see the Christ, be the Christ. Exactly. And if it helps to imagine your brothers and sisters as angels, 
then that's a good practice to follow. Yeah. And, of course, you always want to see your brothers and sisters as good angels. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we couldn't do a show on angels without, of course, visiting our ancient nemesis, the fallen angels. Yeah. yeah, just as God's angels are dedicated to our service, the fallen angels are dedicated to our destruction. <laughs> and, you know, we must never forget that. The fallen angels lost their light when they rebelled, and they need our light to survive. And, you know, it's sobering, but every time we lose control in anger or some negative habit or addiction, we feed their appetite for light. We give it away without consciously mm. knowing it. Yep. And this is another good reason to call upon God's angels for comfort, protection, and guidance. Exactly. If you'll forgive the expression, Archangel Michael and his legions kicked the fallen angels' butts once before, and he'll gladly do it again. <laughs> and again, when we want angels' intercessions in our lives, we must call to them. For it is by and through our permission that they are empowered to act on our behalf. Here's the bottom line. Angels have helped many people in many different ways, great and small. They have solved problems, saved lives, healed the sick, and comforted the dying, even given messages about what the future holds. Wherever they go, the people whose lives they touch are changed forever. Has your life been touched by an angel? We'd love to hear your story. Send it to us at webradio at tsl.org. You know, and that's a good point, Terry. I've been trying to get into the habit of giving that uh, address up front on our show. Web radio at tsl.org. It's good. We'd yeah. love to hear from you, folks. I mean, really, I know you're out there listening. There's a lot of you there. We'd like to know what kind of shows you'd like us to run. You know, send us a keyword or two. It doesn't have to be lengthy. Let us know what you like. Yeah, I know angels are, are one of your more popular uh, Well, we've topics, gotten emails from you. We must admit there have been emails about angels. But we've also gotten emails about violet flame. We've got emails about chakras. We've got emails about how to live right. Mm-hmm. You know, all kinds of things. So it's there. Yeah. And, you know, a few moments ago. We said that we have the authority to command angels. And to be precise, we command angels in the name I am that I am, which is the name of God. And this is an incredibly potent formula for generating action. Well, well it really is, Tom. And, of course, we always remember every call we ever make, we always pray to be adjusted according to God's holy will. Because the angels will not do anything that is not God's will. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and sometimes, you know, you may not know what God's will is in a matter. You may say... Archangel Michael, take command of this situation. Take command of the situation in Syria or someplace. You know, we don't have to sort out who's right and who's wrong. Mm-hmm. When we know the truth, we can make the calls. But allow God to do that. He can do it. They can adjudicate it. And just by saying, Archangel Michael, take command of the situation in Syria, you don't know how many children's lives will be spared, will be protected, what can be resolved. You know, I remember Mrs. Prophet said once, if we could see the results of our calls and decrees, we would never stop. <laughs> yeah, I've heard because that before. it's so powerful. Well, what's amazing to me is that, that it's an instantaneous response. They're waiting Absolutely. for the call. You know, we've, we've said many times that they just await yeah. that command. Yeah, and, and the angels don't have to, you know, they can be in Syria in, in, <laughs> in a heartbeat. You know, they don't have to get there, so to speak. They get there, but, you know, it is the response of God. And so, you know, I've gotten in the habit, for instance, whenever I'm driving in the car and I hear a siren, I say, Archangel Michael, go wherever that, yeah. whatever is a police, ambulance, or fire truck, and take command to ensure God's will is done for everyone concerned. Oh, so, call. you know, that allows the angels to intercede. You know, people have made calls for us, and the angels have helped us. So, that, mm-hmm. again, they'll never go against God's will, but they are just waiting, waiting for that call to intercede. And I think, you know, you can imagine the pain they must feel if they could have prevented something or mitigated something, but they couldn't do it because someone no, no one made the call. And, and, you know, sometimes they're there without, without even calling, like the little girl that looks out of her window and says, Daddy, there's an angel uh, right <laughs> yeah. outside of her. And the angel's been holding the car up 
since the wheel fell off three miles back. You yeah. know, those kinds of things. Yeah. <laughs> well, and speaking of angels, too, I know that for those of you who may be have not been with us very long, we do have a tendency to refer to our nemesis, the fallen angels. And we want to say again that this whole concept, the story of the fallen angels, is no myth. And, you know, not only is it true, but many of us have become unwitting casualties in the battle between good and evil by not paying attention to the very real presence of fallen angels in our world. Now, this is a case of what we don't know can hurt us. We have to understand (laughs) the equation on planet Earth. Unless you understand that there are embodied fallen angels on this planet, you cannot get a good picture of what's going on. We don't go on a witch hunt saying you're a fallen angel, this or that. <laughs> nope. But you yeah. understand the energy of rebellion against God and hatred of the light and the hatred of the sons and daughters of God. Remember, the fallen angels left heaven because they would not bow down to the Christ. Yeah. That's us. And so they want to hurt us in any way they can. And so you have to understand that equation. And it goes back to why we need Archangel Michael. We need protection from the plots and ploys of the fallen ones because, you know, they never sleep, so to speak. And even though we sleep, Archangel Michael doesn't. And again, that's why we make calls to him every single day because they are against any spiritual progress we want to make, any decisions we want to make. They're against us working on our ascension, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's an equation here and understanding there are Archangel Michael and the most powerful angels to help us. There are also the fallen angels who are embodiment who are working against us. You know, and I think it's hard for people to realize that this nefarious intent is really real. Well, we can't fathom the level of their hatred nor the level of their evil because that is so alien to our being. And that's why so many light bearers get duped Mm -hmm. by these fallen ones because they can't comprehend how evil they are. They just can't see it. Yeah, but isn't there? Don't you? uh, Don't you know something in what is it? The solar plexus. You can kind of get a sense. Um, well, you do get a yeah, reading yeah. from yeah. people. And just because you get a negative reading doesn't mean they're a fallen angel, obviously. Right. But, but the point is, because of diet and the lack of attention to spiritual detail, a lot of us have lost that attunement to really know and act. But mm-hmm. it's there if we'll seek it. Yeah. And the yeah. angels will tell you. Yeah. They will. Well, we've got to take a short break right now. But when we return, we'll hear the first of two lecture excerpts on angels and our relationship with them from Elizabeth Clare Prophet. Don't go away. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face, and their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. 
To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Welcome, everyone. Um, Angels are God's messengers, ministering servants made from the very fire of God. Here is Elizabeth Clare Prophet who tells us more about how and why we can and should interact with angels. Why should we contact angels? Simply because they are our guides, guardians, and friends, and simply because God created angels to help us, to minister unto us, and to do many wonderful things for us. I was interested to read the story in the March 1992 issue of Life magazine, which told of how angels brought comfort to one family. Dr. Diane Comp, an oncologist and professor of pediatrics from Yale University, sat with a family at the bedside of their seven-year-old daughter. She was dying of leukemia. In her final moments, she suddenly sat up, summoned with strength, and said, Mommy, can you see them? Do you hear their singing? I've never heard such beautiful singing. Whereupon the child laid down and breathed her last breath. Dr. Comp said that the only thing that she could describe as to what she felt, was summed up in the word gift. The angels had given a gift to the parents, bringing comfort to them that there was something more, something more than they could see, and that their daughter was in good hands. And so they could truly understand the grieving and then the letting go of her passing. They could never forget that the angels were waiting to receive their daughter in heaven. But would they know that those same angels would be preparing her soul to return to earth sometime in a future embodiment? The word angel comes from the Latin angelus, meaning messenger. Angels are God's messengers sent to us. They are divine spirits. They are heralds of the Son of God, and they go before him to proclaim his day. So who are the angels? Who are you? Who am I? The author of Hebrews tells us a mystery which I would like to unveil this evening. No one is quite sure who wrote the book of Hebrews, I have even wondered if our Lord wrote it himself, because it is so mystical and so profound, and it tells us things about Jesus that no other scripture tells us. And so the book begins with these words, 
God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers and the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. The author of Hebrews is explaining to us the hierarchy of heaven, of the angels, of the Son of God, and of the sons and daughters of God. We are beginning to understand what our lawful place is in relationship to God, his Son, and his angels. For unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my Son, this day have I begotten thee. And again I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he saith, And let all the angels of God worship him. Now we know that the angels of God worship the living Christ, the Son of God. And of the angels God said, Who maketh his angels spirits, and his ministers a flame of fire. So angels are spirits of God. They are ministers who minister unto us. They are ministering servants. But they are made of a flame of fire. So now we know that the nature of angels is something different from our own nature. They are made of the fire of God itself. But unto the Son he saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens and the works of thine hands. They shall perish, but thou remainest, and they shall all wax old as doth a garment. And as a vesture shalt thou fold them up, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. But to which of the angels said he at any time, Sit on my right hand, until I make thine enemies thy footstool? Are they not all ministering spirits, sent forth to minister for them, who shall be heirs of salvation? We then are the heirs of the salvation of Jesus Christ, and we know that God has sent his emissaries, his ministering servants, his angels, to assist us in the very day-to-day -day process of our salvation. So now we know why we should get to know angels, why we should interact with them, because God has ordained them unto the glorification of his Son, in our body and in our members. Remember, the angels were created first to serve the Son of God. 
Angels being the manifestation of God had tremendous power. God then creates his son, the living Christ, and sons and daughters such as ourselves. And he says to the angels, you must worship the son of God, even in these littlest ones, because that son is myself, and I have placed that portion of myself in my offspring. So you must bend the knee before that Christ and before the God that I have placed in them, the divine spark. So Lucifer was one who said, We will not bend the knee before your children, before your man-child. We will not give deference to woman, to the divine mother or woman in embodiment. We will abuse woman. We will abuse your seed born through her on earth. We have power. We were created first. We are as God. We are God. And so that is what sparked the war and the casting out of these fallen ones into the earth and the whole story of light and darkness and good and evil. So God gave to these fallen angels a certain time. Was it millions of years? How long was it? A certain amount of time to repent, to repent of their evil, to confess the living Christ, and to support the Divine Mother in woman. A very few among them, a very few, have repented and turned to God. But the vast majority, in the 90 percentages, have stuck with Lucifer, who have continued to do evil and make karma, and they are coming to the end of the age of their opportunity to repent and to be saved. So they know that they have a short time to do their dirty work, to destroy souls, to take them from God. And they do this relentlessly. They're in the schoolhouses today of our nation. They are the purveyors of drugs. They are the ones who create horrendous films that no eyes of children or teenagers should be looking at. The violation of the sacred fire and all acts of sexual perversion and all types of sex pervade constantly, whether in porno movies or on TV in the home that now is being shown in hours when children are aware or in the movie houses. All to degrade, all to defame, all to cause the light of the children to be wasted. We could go on and on to speak about what besets our children including child abuse, child pornography. We are well burdened by this message, and we know it well. What we have to realize is that it will not stop until we exercise the science of the spoken word and call to the seven archangels to deliver our children and to bind the fallen angels and the demons that they have created. The fallen angels created demons and all sorts of evil spirits to go after not only children but all people, to take them from their reunion with God. They're going home in glory. Ah, well, it gives us some idea what we're up against. Yes, it does. <laughs> well, after a short break, we will return for more about angels, our great friends. Please stay with us.
visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a keeper of the flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Okay, well, let's just get right into this and continue with Elizabeth Clare Prophet on the essential nature of angels and their vital roles in our lives. So God, who maketh his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire, created angels before he created us. Why? So that when he created us, we would have caretakers we would have someone to care for us. He fashioned angels out of his own flaming presence, his own flaming spirit. Therefore, when we consider angels and we consider our presence, we can understand that that Holy Christ presence has many times been called the guardian angel. People think of the guardian angel as just another angel, but the true guardian presence of our life is Christ the Lord personified in the one whom we address as the Holy Christ Self. We are liberated then from the sense that we will forevermore be sinners, cast in a mold of flesh and original sin, that we can truly rise to that stature of the fullness of Christ because God ordained it, and not only did he ordain it, but he sent us angels to preach to us to heal us, to care for us, to enlighten us, to move us to the understanding that God would never send us forth into these lower levels of our karma without himself going along. God came along with us to this world in the person of that Holy Christ Self, in the person of the I Am Presence. Understanding this, We move forward on the foundation as to why it is so important that we not only enlist the help of angels, but that we exercise the authority of the Son of God that is within us. And in the name of the I am that I am, we command these legions of angels to go forth 
to stop war, to rescue life, to find and give us the cure for AIDS, to deal and tackle with all problems in our society, in our schools, in our families, in our homes, in ourselves, in our own psychology. We can call upon angels to do anything, and if we call with love and according to the will of God and his laws, they will never ever fail to answer us. The booklet you have on angels contains prayers, decrees, songs, fiats to the angels, and we're going to be using them throughout this class. So now I will get on with my message to you about angels. Angels are flames of living fire, sacred fire. Sacred fire of God is not hot, it is cool, except when it touches discord or misqualified energy. When you come into the aura of an angel or he comes into your aura, he will not leave you as he has found you. And so by his very living, flaming presence, you may feel the alchemy of transmutation, of the consuming of old stubbornness and pride. It is a humbling experience, profoundly humbling. Angels are extensions of God's presence, and they manifest in a form that we can recognize. They are ministering servants. They tend our spirits, our minds, our souls, our bodies. They are sent by God as messengers to deliver his word. They have a multitude of functions. They protect us. They guide us, strengthen us, heal us, comfort us, teach us, counsel us, and they warn us. I perceive that angels are angles of God's consciousness. God is infinite. We cannot know him in mortal consciousness. But angels can reveal various sides of God's nature, angles of God, that we would not perceive on our own. They are like our second sight. They are like looking through the all-seeing eye of God at God himself without God quite knowing that we are watching him. They come in at every point and angle and vector of the universe to deliver their light to our bodies. They give us a literal transfusion to our organs, to every part of us. But the key is we must welcome them. We must call upon them. This is the contract, or if you will, the covenant that God, our Father, Mother, made with us when we left out of that glorious presence and gradually descended into the veils of illusion, of imperfection, and of forgetfulness of his laws and therefore disobedience to his laws. God said to us very lovingly, You have gone out of our presence. You have chosen to be in lesser octaves, lower vibrations. You have chosen to have your own way and to do things your way. You have chosen to exercise the gift I have given to you of free will. But you have chosen not to exercise it, to always choose the will of God, but rather to manifest your own willfulness. So here is what we're going to do. We, your father, mother, are going to give you this vast matter universe for exploration, discovery, and specifically we're assigning you to planet Earth. And you can do anything you want to do. Of course, there is the law of karma. As a man soweth, that shall he also reap. You can learn the consequences of your actions that are not in keeping with our laws. 
We will not interfere. We will not interfere with anything at all. We give you totally free reign. The records of cataclysms, of wars of the gods on the ancient continent of Lemuria or Atlantis, past ages that have no records whatsoever in our history books, attest to the fact that God has been true to his word. He has not interceded when a little child is perhaps burned in a fire. He has not interceded when six million Jews were burned in concentration camps and these were God's chosen people. He has left Catholic, Protestant, Muslim, Hindu alike to their own devices and to their subsequent karma. But he has said, if you call to me, if you call upon the Lord, if you praise my name, if you ask me to send intercessors in the persons of my angels, I will send them immediately to your side. And according to your karma, according to your situation, you may have complete and ultimate divine intercession or some sort of aid. This is the law and the covenant that God has made with us. So many people in the world are frustrated and sometimes angry. You see the symbol of the clenched fist, which is the symbol of the defiance of Almighty God and his laws. And people are angry with God because he has allowed their child to die or this to happen to them. They have said, this is not our earthquake, this is God's earthquake. This is not our hurricane, this is God's hurricane. But in fact... Every erg of energy that we have all sent out, billions of us on planet Earth, that is negative, that is hateful, wrathful, angry, accumulates and multiplies and returns to us in weather conditions, in calamities, in sudden, tremendous challenges that come upon us in our personal lives, our businesses, in our nations, and in the Earth. So the reason why there is a delayed reaction of God answering us through his angels is that we have put so many walls of barriers of our karma, of our negative consciousness, of our defiance of God between us and him, that now we have to carve a hole through this very dense wall of protection we have built to protect our human ego and our right to be who we are as somebody important apart from God. By and by, some of us, hopefully most of us, get very tired of this merry-go-round of being our own person and falling on our noses and on our faces, embodiment after embodiment. And we are humbled by God and his presence, by our love for his son. And we say, I want no more of this. I want to live my life according to the will of God. I want to serve him. I want to help others find him. And I'm no longer going to use my free will except in confirmation of God's will. When we decide to turn around and face the Son of God and the Son of our I Am Presence and walk that homeward path, we will have to pick up every step of the way, every step we take, our karma, our mistakes, our unkind words, our arguments, all of those things that are not of God. And we must balance that karma. We do so by invoking the violet flame and by service to life. And the grace of the Son of God is that this process can be accelerated. 
And so we do not believe that it will take us millions of years and manvantaras to get back to God, but that in fact, by diligence and service, this process can happen in this lifetime or a couple of lifetimes. But we need to take the teachings of Jesus Christ and St. Germain and apply them because there are things we definitely need to do if we expect to stand in the presence of the Son of God and claim that Son as our real self and be drawn as he was in the ascension to the heart of the I am that I am. And so angels are here to help us find our way back home if that's where we want to go. And if we tell them we want to serve God on earth for many lifetimes, they will be with us on earth for many lifetimes and help us in whatever our calling from God is. Angels have enormous auras of light. And what they do best is to intensify the feelings of God in our beings. Feelings of love and faith and hope. Of honor and courage and mercy. Every virtue that you can think of that is ennobling, that assists others, that brings us closer to God. Angels will come into your aura when you are in a moment of greatest tragedy and bring comfort and a sense that all is well, even though you are devastated. We are so often supported by angels that we almost take them for granted and do not realize how much worse life could be on earth without their loving presence. Angels sometimes take on human form, and then they move among us as our truest friends and helpers. The ancient myth of the fall of angels is actually true. And when, therefore, the good angels, who cast them out of heaven under Archangel Michael, saw that these fallen angels in the earth went about to make war against the children of God, the good angels said, We will volunteer. We want to go down and take physical embodiment and be born through human mothers so that we can personally walk and talk with people and warn them of the evils of fallen angels who rise to power in the money markets of the world, in the economy, in the governments of the nations, and make a mess of them and take the people's light and take the people's money and torment the people with things like drugs and liquor, nicotine, all of the vices that come upon people to take them away from God. We want to go out and preach the word and proclaim the message of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, whom we worship. And so you will find that even your best friend or your greatest confidant or someone close to you was once an angel and began to embody on earth and now has continued to embody in the evolution of the sons and daughters of God. As you know, the Apostle Paul was inspired by angels to say to the rest of the disciples and to the people, Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. We're not always aware that someone who is lending a helping hand is an angel in disguise. As we said... Are you an angel, Tom? Oh, could be. <laughs> More likely you are, but that's okay. <laughs> anyway, up next, our weekly Q&A. And today, once again, we are joined by Sid Bennett. Please stay with us. 
the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And presto, just like that, we're back <laughs> for one more segment. And joining us for our final segment today is Sid Bennett on the subject of angels and um, certain other things as well. Hi, Sid. Indeed. Yes. So and here we are again talking about angels. Yeah. It seems like this is our regular event. It is probably going to continue to be that. You'd think we'd have run out of subjects on the angels, but we really haven't, have we? No, we haven't. And you know, they are such magnificent beings. I remember Mrs. Prophet described in another place in the lecture we heard excerpts from, first time she saw Archangel Gabriel. Mm. And the magnitude and power of his presence. Mm. And, you know, we just, we, we're so used to our puny selves, I guess. I don't know what else to say that we see, we <laughs> yeah. see with our physical eyes, even yeah. though we may have great light in our causal bodies, etc. But these are magnificent beings of God who are so powerful and so strong that nothing is impossible mm-hmm. for them. Mm. And they are there. They are available. All we have to do is ask for their intercession and, you know, at the same time, we respect who they are. They honor us, in spite of our shortcomings, because mm-hmm. God lives within us. And so we honor them by making the calls for them, by, by understanding their needs, which is to serve. And, you know, we're, we're taught that it's really good to have a, a prayer time that starts at the same time every day. Because what happens is the angels will gather at that time, because they want to take the light that you call for through your prayers and your decrees to help uh-huh. others. And mm-hmm. so it's, you know, you can't be there every day, but, you know, keep your appointment with the angels, yeah. you know, and it's a partnership. And it, can you imagine anything more exciting than being partners with the archangels? I love that no. idea. That's great. You know, speaking of partners, we mentioned at the outset of the show, and we have in the past too, that we each have, you know, a guardian seraph. And we can call to that guardian seraph, and um, I know the calls vary, of course, but in the name of the Christ name of I am that I am, I call for my guardian seraph to armor me in light. You know, just start out the day calling for your guardian seraph to just kind of be there. And you have this incredibly huge flaming angel 
it just is overshadowing you. Mm. I think it's a wonderful thing. And then by giving your calls to Archangel Michael, you give the angels and your seraph authority to intercede. And whatever your karma may be that day, it's your karma. And so there's, unless there's intercession through the violet flame of the angels, it's going to you know, manifest itself in your world. <laughs> yep. So this is enlightened self-interest, we like to call it, yes, as yep. well as a joy. It yeah, yeah. You know, we've spoken about commanding angels, and this literally means that we have the power and authority from God to command angels. But they do have a will of their own, don't they? Well, the fallen angels prove that, don't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, but um, <laughs> yep. angels are, angels, you know, will, you know, they're, they're intrinsically want to manifest God's will and to help us. Yeah. And, you know, they, that's what they want to do. That's their reason for being. So, yes, they have free will, but those that have chosen to stay with God and devote themselves to the Christ, you know, are ready, willing, and able to intercede. And it's, it's their reason for being. Hmm. Their wow. reason for being. Yeah. Um, and this may be kind of an obvious question in a way, but perhaps, uh, you know, bears asking, is can you explain the difference between our guardian angel and the guardian presence of our Christ self? Well, what most people think of as their guardian angel is, in fact, their holy Christ self. That doesn't preclude other angels manifesting as your guardian and protectors, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, we're told we have many angels assigned to us. Um, so it's not just one necessarily. And we can, the more we invoke the light and the more we draw down the light, the more angels that are there to be with us and help us and go forth to do our will. So your Holy Christ self is your primary guardian presence of God. And the angels work with your Holy Christ self now to bring forth, uh, you know, whatever is God's will for you. Thanks for that distinction. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I've got a two-part question. Oh, goody. Uh, One, (laughs) it has been said that archangels are emanations and direct extensions of God, that they embody the fullness of the presence of God. Can you elaborate on this? And two, as this is true, it means (laughs) that Lucifer once actually embodied the fullness of God's presence, making him a being of very high attainment. So it is sobering to think that a being that that close to God could throw it all away over pride. Seems like this particular angel had issues, doesn't it? Indeed. <laughs> well, as Mrs. Prophet stated, you know, the angels were created by God. God is a manifestation of fire, and so naturally they're a manifestation of fire mm-hmm. too. And okay. um, you know, we think of them as with wings, and I'm sure in some ways they do have wings. Although that I don't wouldn't limit them to that uh, yeah. that particular. Uh, uh, form perhaps more metaphoric than literal yeah and i think i told the story of my grandmother when she was in her 90s and an angel appeared to her because she kept asking god when he was going to come and take her home you know <laughs> she was getting impatient and and the angel was at the foot of her bed and was communicating with her not verbally but mentally mm-hmm. and she said what and she couldn't see the wings she said wait a minute i thought angels had wings she said in her mind she was telling me and all of a sudden these magnificent wings unfolded behind this presence of an angel. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, you anyway, want wings? So that's, you know, yeah. it's, it's their, their takes them wherever they want to go. Yeah. Now, in terms of Lucifer, I think this is such an important lesson for our souls. It is pride. The sin of pride is the most dangerous one, perhaps, we can, we can choose, if we want to choose a sin, so to speak, <laughs> because it can be very subtle. God is always the doer. It's never our human consciousness that is a doer. And if Lucifer can fall on pride, then we have to be very careful. And I know that in one dictation, the angels talked about how they can't come near certain people because of the stench of pride. Oh, pride. It oh has a smell to it. Oh, oh my gosh. So it, it's, you know, this is where humility and love and honoring God, and we all have bits of pride in us, you know. Mm-hmm. Let's recognize that and try to overcome them because... We don't want to be like Lucifer. 
Even yeah. to have a little urge of pride is to have that same vibration in us. And that's why we make the calls and the prayers for that pride to be cast out of us and for the Christ to displace or to replace that portion of our being where that pride existed. Is pride uh, like intellectuality? I, I know I've had uh, a similar sort of a feeling sometimes when I'm around people who are just so intellectual. They have you know, all the answers. Whatever. They know everything. Yeah, you know? And, and it's a, it's like a stance. Yeah, it's a, it's a vibration. You know, Lucifer thought he was better than God. Yeah. You, you know? I am God, he said to himself, you know, and of course, that was the beginning of the fall. Okay. And so, you know, there are subtle forms of pride, and these are things we work on. You know, mm-hmm. you're not getting rid of it overnight, but you got these patterns and these things we have prayers on and ask God to deliver us from them because they're deadly. It's a deadly vibration. Yeah. Well, you raise an interesting point here that, you know, angels in their sensitivity will not approach certain individuals, perhaps, because of, say, the stench of pride. Right. And we know, because Lucifer demonstrated this, and so did the angels that followed him, that they have free will. Can the angels actually choose to not accept our calls or commands? They will do whatever they can, what the great law would allow. You know, it's, it's painful for the angels to come into our world because the vibration is so low here. You know, they can feel pain. They're not immune to it. They can feel pain in their light centers and so forth. And so where we go places and we say, this doesn't feel good. This, this is really uncomfortable. And, and they feel the same thing. But that's why they put on armor. Why does Archangel Michael have armor? To protect himself. <laughs> oh, yeah. you know? And it's not just from slings and arrows, but it's from vibration and energy. The angels will go deep into the astral plane, which is, you know, essentially hell. And, and they will rescue souls that are caught there. And cut them free. It's not. It's not pleasant work. Mm. You know. It's not. You know. But they are willing to do it because they love so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as captains of the angelic hosts, the archangels preside over the seven rays. Would you please tell our audience which archangels preside over which of the seven rays and what their chief characteristics are? I'll just rattle those off. Oh, for you. good. Yes. <laughs> we have a week. Go ahead. <laughs> well, flash, Archangel Michael, cards. which is the blue ray, the first yeah. ray, and mm-hmm. we celebrate that on Tuesday. It's the throat chakra. Mm-hmm. Archangel Jophiel on Sunday, it's the yellow ray of wisdom. It's the crown chakra. Archangel Chamuel, which is the third ray of love. That's celebrated on Monday, so to speak. It's the heart chakra. Mm-hmm. Archangel Gabriel, the fourth ray, which is Friday, which is white, is white or purity. That corresponds with the base of the spine chakra. And by the way, I got to, can I tell a quick story about actually Gabriel? Sure, yeah. You know, when he gave the annunciation to Mother Mary that she was going to have Jesus, he practiced that <laughs> before he did it. So even the archangels, you know... Wow. They have to work and do things. That yes. was an, and I heard that was amazing teaching. But anyway, getting well, on. I love that. That's <laughs> that's so Archangel Raphael. This is the fifth ray, which is Wednesday. It's green. It's healing and abundance. And Archangel Raphael is the twin flame of Mother Mary, who was mm-hmm. an archaeologist originally. Mm-hmm. Archangel Uriel, the sixth ray, purple and gold, peace, service to the brotherhood. And the seventh ray, which is Archangel Zadkiel, the violet flame, the freedom, alchemy, and justice. See the soul chakra. So, you know, I mean, I know I said those fast, and I'll okay. expect to remember them. But you can see how organized heaven is. Yeah. And, and I love this about heaven. You know, it's, <laughs> they have, you know, people doing certain things, and you can just imagine only the mind of God could organize all the angels, the angels we don't know of, the angels that are ready to help us find things we lost, adoption angels, I mean, angels, you know, to bring souls of light together. I mean, they're all out there. They're there. You know, you don't yeah. need eHarmony. You just need the angels if you want to find your true love. <laughs> yeah. You know, and bring them to do that. Car so. angels. <laughs> Hey, right. yeah. Yeah. Elementals okay. and so forth. Yeah. You know, I, and I, we've addressed this question, in, I'm sure, in the past, an earlier show. I think I recall it was not that long ago. 
But I think many of our listeners would be interested to know if angels can be injured. I mean, you, you talked about it before that Archangel Michael cast Lucifer and his angels out of heaven. We know there was a great battle. Um, again, can they be hurt? Yes, the masters. We've been taught that angels can suffer injury uh, because they are literally in battle. Um, you know, and we think of the archangels with the sword and so forth, but they literally are in battle with these fa- other fallen angels. Remember how powerful they were, demons, discarnates, and so forth. Yeah. So every 24 hours, Archangel Michael's legions will take one hour and retreat and go to Banff where they ha- over mm-hmm. in, in Canada where they have their retreat and take an hour for recharge and healing. So Ooh. we think we work hard. They work 23 <laughs> out of 24 hours. Wow. wow. <laughs> That's a, a union. <laughs> yeah. And they have twin flames, and we'll talk about them later. Well, you could uh, ask that, actually, because it's not a bad one since you got Sid rattling well, off other Tell stuff. us who the twin flames are. we got about 45 seconds. Well, I mean, every one of them has a twin flame. So mm-hmm. it's not just you and I that have twin flames, mm-hmm. but the archangels do. And so they work together. For Archangel Michael, for instance, is faith. You know, faith mm-hmm. and power, and they correspond. And you can see they're just as powerful as the archangels, but they have different roles. Yeah. And again, the masculine and feminine nature of God, it's, it's, it's exciting to learn all these things. It really is. Yeah. And it's out there if you take advantage of it. Indeed. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know it's, I'm a broken record, but we just did it again. Yeah, we did. We took an hour, and we just wrung every minute out of it that we could. <laughs> <laughs> and it is time to say goodbye. Before we go... I want to thank you again, Sid, for joining us today. It's always uh, part of the reason why it goes by so fast. Is that this is just so great stuff to hear. I know. And Terry, thanks for being here, too. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. And we want to thank you out there for joining us, too. If you've got any questions or concerns, simply, simply send them to us at webradio at tsl.org. Webradio at tsl.org. And we will answer you quickly. We will indeed. And again, we invite you to send us your suggestions for future programs. What do you want us to talk about? What do you want to hear more about? We're here for you. In the meantime, though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are out Out of this world. God bless you, everyone. Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week. 